hello and welcome to the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. This is Ted and Austin will be joining us in a few moments. Uh, by the way, the uh, Virginia election has gone the way that we have wanted it to go, and there's the Republican challenger has won, and so the governor who was there who told us that we needed to lay babies on the table when they've been born so we can cut their umbilicals and let them die if we don't want to have them any longer, if we want to do a full-term abortion, is gone. So I really thank God Almighty that he is gone. Now, there are several factors that could have influenced this election. I'm going to talk about those in a second. And we just have to stop for just one second. We have to make a choice and say, is this a real election? Is it a partially real election? Is it another obfuscated election? Or is it something that's being completely controlled through disinformation? Well, regardless of all that, I'm happy there's a Republican back in office. I don't know how compromised he is. I don't know what in the world he's got in his little sack of background you know, activities. And if he knew Jeffrey Epstein or anything else, I don't know. You know, we find out that Donald Trump, after he's running for election, was buddy-buddy with Jeffrey Epstein. So hopefully this guy is legit and for real, but we'll find out. But why did the Republicans win? Well, there's several factors. Uh, this whole thing basically uh, was the, with the Trump election fraud was so big and so large, and everybody knew all over the world that Biden had not won the election, that tens of millions, I think, with 81 million people voted for Biden, which is a complete and total lie, never happened. And they know the American population has about had enough and that we're at a tipping point and so they want to slow things down and, and throw a bone to us. Okay. Uh, second could be Virginia has better control over the election ballots and the balloting process and how these elections are held and making sure the ballots are counted properly to make sure that they have the ability to make sure they put the right person in the power. I don't know. Number three, it could be a, another problem action solution, a Galean dialectic where they've set up the issue now having this person so bad that he wants to have little babies die on the table and so unbelievably horrible he wants to push transgender ideology into the schools in Virginia that they have to push back now. They give us the solution with the Republican candidate who they've already chosen in order to allow him to continue their narrative. So it could be Hegelian dialectic. It could be letting steam off, you know, they're giving us an imagined victory. Because they want us to think that, hey, we just really did something really big in Virginia. Let us galvanize and continue to pretend like the election process in the United States really matters. And it's not being completely and totally controlled. So we've got to release the pressure cooker so the doggone thing doesn't explode on us and they take over the country. could be that. It could be the illusion of victory. In fact, they want us just to have some type of satanic cult illusion in which they're putting some type of illusion back over us to calm people back down. So that the people out there that are actually standing against what's happening from the Democratic Party realize that, hey, maybe we need to do something different and maybe we just name or, or it could be they want us to just sit back on our laurels like we did with Trump again and with Q in Virginia. But, you know, we've got to realize this is the same deep state apparatus that's been running Virginia and the jobs and the people in the state and all of these different per- persons who are handling the, the budgets, et cetera, et cetera, the same people that haven't changed. And so we have to realize that, you know, this may just be a big whole hoax again for us. But, again, it may be the real thing. We may have actually pushed enough people, you know, to the, how should I say, conservative side because of the crazy stuff they've been doing, especially in the school system in Virginia, that we've actually had a real win, which that's kind of that's kind of what I hope. I hope we actually have a victory in Virginia and that Virginia realizes that they can't keep pushing people the way they did. You know, Ashra Nomani. She was on Fox last night. She blasted the media narrative about the VA parents. And she said, I am a Muslim. I am a woman of color. She goes, I am not a white supremacist. Now, I wonder why she has to put the white thing in there. Who knows? But she goes on to say, 
issues on the Instagram angle Tuesday from the Republican Virginia gubernatorial candidate Glenn Yawkins campaign headquarters headquarters ahead of the final vote. Naomi said that she voted Republican. You know, she's a hardcore liberal Democrat feminist, feminist, but she says she's pushing back on the media narrative about angry parents being racist. With what the parents of here's her quote: "What the parents of Virginia have done is to send a clear message to every single person who has treated us like dirt." They are all here, all of the moms and dads. We are the mama bears and the papa bears, and we have said loud and clear, get your hands off of our cubs. You're going to lose more races if you continue to treat us like dirt, and we have risen. We are loud and we are strong, and we are saying very clearly we are not going to allow you to claim our babies. None of this nonsense is going to be acceptable any longer. She was on to say, I'm a liberal Democrat, and for the first time ever, I voted for Republican Glenn Yelkin for governor. And CNN, all these people in media, they are trashing us. I'm a Muslim woman of color, and I'm telling you we are not white supremacists. If this is what a white supremacist looks like, then all of you need a timeout. (laughs) She's pretty funny. And the truth is this. We've had enough. About a year ago, I did a show on Don't Touch the Mama Bears. And, you know, and we saw what happened at our school board election when we were, when we were, it wasn't an election, but our school board hearing over the mask mandate last spring when Austin and I were the only two men that we saw who spoke at the school board hearing. Everybody else was a bunch of angry mama bears who'd had enough of their children being suffocated under masks. So guys, it's always like this, isn't it? See, this is the difference with what Satan does and what God does. You know, God's omnipresent. He already knows the outcome before it happens. Satan doesn't know that. So that's why he's got to run constant beta tests and constant tests on everything to see what's going to happen. And sometimes he simply overplays his hand. He does too much. And then they've got to basically rejoin forces and come back in from the backside and try to fix it. That's why God's always one step ahead because he is omnipresent. That's why there's no way on God's green earth that Lucifer can win this battle against the Almighty. That's why we've got to remember that. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and I will be glad at it. And I will realize that God is in control and he is sovereign. And no matter what they throw at us, no matter what they do to us, Jesus already died on the cross and was resurrected. He's already sitting at the right hand of God the Father. He already said, it is finished. Always remember that. Uh, I wanted to cover this story with you too real quick. This is a, uh, the first oral blood thinner is an FDA approved for pediatric patients. Now why in the world are they approving a blood thinner for pediatric patients for children? Well, I can tell you why. The COVID shot causes blood clots. And a lot of these young children starting at the age of five, now since the FDA has approved this, are going to start dying from strokes and heart attacks and blood clot-related disorders. And so now they're having to give these young children oral blood thinners. This is out of Silver Spring, Maryland. Children with cancer, congenital heart disease, and central venous catheter, or those who spend time in intensive care units after the COVID shot, I'm adding that, can be at risk for blood clots. Even though venous thromboembolism, which is a byproduct of an mRNA shot, can lead to complications including swelling and discomfort near the clot, chest pain, lung damage, and possibly death, no oral anticoagulants were approved for children until now. Imagine that. Right after they approved the shot for the little children. In a priority review in late June, the FDA approved Dibigothran Extralate, marketed as Praxel oral pellets to treat children ages three months 
to less than 12 years with venous thromboembolism. The medication is for use after patients have been treated with blood thinner given by injection for at least five days. Wow. Think about that for a second. Think that, you know, you know, we basically are in a situation that these kids are going to have to be given blood thinners to combat, you know, the, the problem associated. Excuse me one second. I'm trying to contact Austin right now if you wonder what I'm doing. No, I, and, I finally just got logged in, bud. Oh, okay. Well, I was telling you. I, I, I apologize profusely to all the listeners. My iPad was working. My headset completely grenaded, and our phone systems just went down at the office. I am on my cell phone right now, so I don't know if you can get a clear connection on me. But we have had absolutely horrific phone problems all morning here at the office. So I apologize profusely to all of you. But yes, I am back here now, and. One thing that I wanted to say, what you were talking about earlier, because I've heard the entire show the whole time, the thing that we're seeing now in Virginia that I think has really gotten everybody's attention was when the Democratic candidate, Magala, for whatever his name is, came out and said, I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. And he went on to absolutely lift up critical race theory and transgender ideology and all types of other perverted, sadistic, horrific school curriculums and basically said parents do not have a right to tell the parents, the teachers what they can teach. They don't have a right to pick books out and take books out. No parent has a right to do that. Exactly what you said earlier. Now, whether or not they allowed this to go through, I don't know. But I do know one thing. Atlanta's family lives in Virginia, and I know they have said that this was going to be one of the biggest turnouts of any election in Virginia that they've seen in a long time because so many parents are absolutely sick of what's been happening up there and the school system going completely and totally downhill. So we'll see now as far as what's going to happen now that the Republicans have the House and Glenn Youngkins basically got the governor's seat. And they're also saying now, too, the um, the lieutenant governor that basically put into place, she's basically the first uh, black uh, female lieutenant governor. Uh, what's her name? Hala Allah. And I was looking at her up, though. She's also a retired Marine, and she's a avid Second Amendment supporter. So there's definitely a few people that if they stand their ground and they are legitimate and they haven't lied to everybody and they truly are – working for a government by the people, for the people, I truly think they may actually be able to make a difference up there. And that's what I'm hoping and praying on right now. And I hope this isn't theater. But I know the turnout up there in Virginia, especially even individuals that normally vote blue up there, from what Lana's family told me, were thinking and talking and basically legitimately considering voting for Republicans because they're so sick of what's happened in that state. And again, a lot of it comes down to the children, and people are sick and tired of being told what they have to do with their kids and what their kids have to be taught, and now what their kids have to be injected with. I told you guys in detail yesterday about the FDA now coming out and approving the injections for 5 to 11 years for Pfizer. Now, it's interesting about this. There's a video that was done, the COVID-19 response team, which was – Fauci, the CDC director, and the Pfizer, basically, medical board director, and they openly, publicly stated on October 20th 
that they admitted that they had already procured enough vaccines for every single child in the U.S., all the way down to the child-sized syringes, needles, and vials to shoot them up with on October 20th. So we knew that this was going to go through. We knew that they were going to approve it. I even ironically enough that we've already said that it's literally statistically irrelevant as far as the children deaths in this age group in the United States, as far as 5 to 11. Two in one million children die of COVID in the United States in this age group. Two in one million. Two out of one million. There's higher deaths from drowning, higher deaths from food poisoning, higher deaths from just about everything than COVID. They said the danger of severe COVID in one article is so low, it's difficult to even quantify from a scientific perspective because it's so minimal that you really can't have any type of control study when you have two in one million have basically died from COVID. But yet, hey, we're going to go ahead and approve this injection. And what makes me even matter is on October 26th when the FDA panel of independent experts <laughs> came out now and said they voted in favor 17 to 0 of jabbing children 5 to 11. And FDA panelist Eric Rubin, one of the biggest piles of poop that's ever faced this planet, came out and said, and I quote, we're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is unless we start giving it. That's just the way it goes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait a minute here. We're not going to know how safe the injection is until we start giving it? That, that sounds eerily reminiscent of we got to find out what's in the bill, so we have to pass the bill to find out what's in it. We don't know it's in the 2,800-page infrastructure bill, so we'll pass it to find out what's in it. He goes on to further to say, when the FDA approval gets established, which I believe it certainly will, I believe that mandating vaccines for children to appear in school is a good idea. So you have a virus that has a two out of a million death rate in this age group, but mandating an experimental RNA gene therapy shot that's never even been long-term tested, even in adults, is a great idea even though Fauci, Mr. Flip-Flop King himself, the blithering buffoon who can't even make up his mind for the last two years, and I say, quote, August 20th, I don't think we'll ever see mandating a vaccine, particularly for the public. You cannot force someone to take a vaccine. That was Fauci, August 2020. Those are his words. You cannot force someone to take a vaccine. Oh, but you can make sure that they can't go anywhere. They can't do anything. Their kids can't go to school. They can't fly on a train. They can't ride on a bus. They can't get on a boat. They can't do anything unless they take the shot. Uh, I don't know what defines forcing somebody to take a shot, but I'm pretty clear that forces somebody to get a shot. And ironically enough, California now, if you guys have seen, as of tomorrow, they are stating that customers and employees in any venues that are inside, including bars, restaurants, auditoriums, uh, gyms, anything, you will not be permitted to go in as a customer to an indoor venue if you do not have proof of an injection. California's done it. They've done it now. They are now saying you will not be able to function in society unless you submit and get the jab, which, I mean, doesn't surprise you that they would do this in California. But again, I think people are starting to wake up, and I'm, I'm pretty confident that this incident that happened in Virginia now, from what we already saw with the rhetoric from the left trying to say that the right was trying to make sure the election got stolen, but when you start looking at the turnout, I looked at the map. There were only 12, 
12 counties in the entire state of Virginia that were blue. Every single other county was red all across the entire state. And when you start looking at the interviews and you start looking at the comments and you start looking at people that basically were looking at the polls, hardly anybody was supporting the Democrats, yet they still got 48% of the vote with only having 12 counties turn blue. That shows you right there, in my opinion, that I think there was more election fraud at hand, but I think they knew what was going to happen. They saw what happened in the presidential election, and it was much easier to control a true, clean, clear election in a state like Virginia than it was on a national scale because it's so much easier to manipulate all just a few different states at one time. So that was my stance on it, Dad. But, yeah, there's definitely some weird stuff going on, but I think the parents and families and residents of these states now are really starting to wake up, especially now that it's been exposed very, very clearly that they are coming after the kids, and we are the only line of defense these children have, bud. Well, think about it for a second. You know, the FDA and the you know Centers for Disease Control and the Biden administration now is forcing kill shots on five-year-olds. And so they, they took that, and now they're basically making that just happen this week, and now they're turning this election into the mainstream news right now, so nobody's thinking about the kill shots on five-year-olds. That's what they've just done. That's true. They've, tur- they've turned this whole – they've turned this into another – poop show up in Virginia so nobody's paying any attention to what the FDA and the CDC has just done to kill all of these young children. That's what they just did. So now nobody's talking about the injections on five years old anymore. They're talking about all the, all the talking heads. Fox, CNN, CBS, all of them have completely discounted any things with the injections on these five-year-olds and only are talking about Virginia. This is what they always do. They bring us a bigger story to the American population so they can obfuscate what's going on behind the scenes with the man behind the curtain who is the Kabbalist Luciferian weirdo who wants to turn all the young children into hermaphrodites and cause more and more and more transgenders by causing spike proteins to go in and attack the testicles and the ovaries to prevent ovulation, to prevent these women from getting pregnant and prevent these little boys from producing sperm and from anybody going through, how should you call it, puberty which will prevent them from basically ever becoming a male or a female, and they can remain transgenders. I mean, this is what the whole goal is here for these sickos. So they've, they've thrown a bone to us now. They said, okay, by the way, you guys go gnaw on this bone for a while. You know, Virginia now is Republican again. Ha ha. You know, we've got the transgender agenda going full steam with shots to five-year-olds. But Virginia has won the gubernatorial race through the Republican Party. Okay, whatever. Also, I want to talk about Maureen Winsome Sears. You know, she's the lieutenant governor now and also mentioned her earlier, but he had used the wrong name of the prior incumbent Democrat, Hala Allah. And, and, and basically, uh, maybe Hala Allah was running against her. I don't know. The gun-toning former Maureen Winsome Sears defeats Democrat Hala Allah to become Virginia's first female black lieutenant governor. Republican lieutenant governor candidate Winston Sears appears to have won the race for the number two spot on Virginia. Sears will be the first woman, the first black woman to take the role of Virginia's history. The former Marine ran alongside, along, ran alongside gubernatorial candidate Glenn Youngkin, who was also projected to win. In April, Sears vaulted to victory in a crowded primary on the enthusiasm generated by a campaign photo of her posting with a military rifle. I'm going to say that again. We're going to do it one more time on that. In April, Sears, the black now Lieutenant Governor, who's absolutely amazing as far as I'm concerned, ran alongside the gubernatorial candidate Glenn Unkin 
And in April, Sears vaulted to victory in a crowded primary on the enthusiasm generated by her carrying a full military, quote, assault weapon. You got to love the people of Virginia. You got to love the people in the United States. Unofficial results showed that Sears, with 1,591,434 votes or 51.4%, with Democratic candidate Hala Alala, I guess he's the Muslim, at 1.5 million, so, you know, or 48%. So congratulations to the people in Virginia. You're going to get yourself a gun-toting Marine there as lieutenant governor, so your Second Amendment rights should be pretty secured for quite a bit. I really, really like that. By the way, QAnon supporters, you know, you guys really need to get a life. Will you guys believe anything? Hundreds of conspiracy theorists now have gathered on a grassy knoll where JFK was assassinated. They were expecting his dead son, JFK Jr., to reappear and announce the 2024 run with Trump. You know, I, why are you guys so unbelievably gullible? That's what I want to ask. I'm, I'm honest. Now. I'll be honest with you guys, you cute people that listen to the show. I love you guys. I did. I prayed for you this morning. Uh, but I don't know what to say. Uh, one of the top cute people out there is a pastor, a prophet, or whatever you want to call him. I sent him this this morning, and, of course, it had no response. And, you know, why in the world do you guys believe this stuff? Why do you believe that Trump is still running the White House or Mar-a-Lago? Don't you understand that Trump is a puppet on a string controlled by the Kabbalists. Pump, pump, Trump actually came out on the talk show a couple of days ago and said that Israel controls both houses of Congress. So I don't know who in the world got a purr up underneath his saddle. That type of rhetoric, which, by the way, is true, has always been reserved for people that didn't like Israel. There you go. But now Trump's saying it. So do you really think that they're going to put him back into power if he's saying that the Israelis controlled both houses of Congress? He was saying approximately 15 years ago, but they still do through AIPAC. So, you know, unbelievable. If you think through what all the stuff that people want to believe, but the QAnon fans have basically hundreds of these people have gone and gathered on the grassy knoll where JFK was assassinated, and 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 they and they pretty much believe any him anything. They expected this dead person to come out and announce that Trump would be the running mate in 2024, but John F. Kennedy Jr. died, you know, you know, in a plane crash in 1999. Some members of the QAnon, QAnon conspiracy movement believe JFK Jr. faked his own death. After he switched political affiliations, they believe he has since become a Trump supporter and may even be Q. According to their beliefs, Trump would step down, let JFK become the president, and appoint NSA advisor Michael Flynn, who likes to pray to demons. Hello! Likes to pray to demons and the legions. I did it. and I, I played his video audio right on your show, on the show for you guys. And they're going to print Michael Flynn as vice president, the one who prays to demons. Trump would most likely then become king of kings. Where, where is, where are they coming up with this stuff? When he didn't show, because he's dead, supporters insisted and claimed that he would appear at a Rolling Stones concert later at the night. Uh, but Q has reportedly spoken out against this theory, whoever Q is supposed to be. But John F. Kennedy did not show up last night. So I have to just kind of sit back and go, uh, what's, what's, what's wrong with you guys? And, and why do you really feel like this is okay? By the way, another hardcore leftist communist has basically taken over New York now as de Blasio, the known communist who had his <laughs> honeymoon in Cuba, uh, basically has left. Uh, Eric Adams, a 61-year-old Democrat and former policeman, will be the next mayor of New York City. And quite frankly, he can't be any worse than de Blasio. He takes over from an unpopular incumbent, Blasio, who served two terms, could not run again. A star-studded election victory path was held later on Tuesday night at Soho Hotspot. Zero Bond, former Google CEO Eric Schmidt, 
full-blown Kabbalist Luciferian as far as my cons- I'm concerned. And Academy Award winner Forrest Whitaker were among the VIP guests. During his victory speech Tuesday night, Adams told supporters this campaign was for those who have been betrayed by their government. Okay. Adams easily beat the Republican challenger. Of course, they did. He campaigned as a moderate, rejecting the idea of defunding the police and pledging to crack down on violent crime that has soared during de Blasio and the firing of police officers because they haven't been vaccinated. Adams promised to tackle wealth inequalities. Here we go. Here comes our communists again. And to reform the educational system. That's right. Let's push more critical race theory, as well as now tasked with rebuilding the COVID-battered city because of what de Blasio has done. Wow. Unbelievable. You know, we see this stuff going on around us. We kind of step back and we go, what the, what the heck, man? What, what's going on and, and why is this going on and, and why are all these people doing all of this crazy stuff? And then you kind of realize that, you know, you finally begin to realize that sooner or later, you know, we've got to just kind of take a break and take a deep breath and say, why in the world is this happening? Well, it's because we see the overthrow of the country happening in slow-mo speed, which is what they're doing. By the way, the Gateway Pundit came out with a really good article today, and it says, Reviewed, breaking research is a peer-reviewed study called for immediate withdrawal of the mRNA COVID vaccines for use in pregnancy, those breastfeeding, and those of childbearing age and children. This is pretty important because they took a study and they redid the math on it, and they looked at some current statistics, and they said that the study indicates at least 81.9% of the people who took the vaccine while they were pregnant experienced spontaneous abortion following the MNRA exposure before 20 weeks. I'm going to say that again. 82% of the people aborted before 20 weeks who took the vaccine, and 92% of this spontaneous abortions occurred within the first 13 weeks of gestation. Uh, Pfizer, it was noted, says on its vaccine label that the available data on the vaccine administered to pregnant women are insufficient to inform vaccine-associated risks in pregnancy, but they still insist that pregnant women take them. Now, this is just this is like a thialamide, diethylstilbestrol nightmare all happening all over again with this. And guys, you think about it, and, you know, and Dr. Lee Merritt has said this, and I will agree with her on this, that when you give a developing fetus these shots that are going to attack the ovaries in the developing fetus, if the baby makes it through and does not have a spontaneous abortion, there's a really high probability that child will be born with zero egg development. Zero. That means she will be basically destined to a lifetime of sterility and infertility and never be able to have children. Again, they're doing this on purpose. They always do everything like this on purpose. Austin, what do you think, bud, and what's your next story? Oh, absolutely. I researched this article in this new peer-reviewed journal that came out, and I was shocked to an extent, but I already knew a lot of this stuff because we've talked about it. But the irritating to me part is is that the CDC director, Walensky, got on television. I told you that one time I walked in the store, and she was on CNN, and she's just blabbering at the mouth on how pregnant women need to immediately go out and get the shot, how it's completely safe, how the research shows that there's no side effects to it whatsoever. And my jaw dropped, and I'm just looking at it going, there's been zero, zero clinical trials on pregnant women for good reason when it comes to this COVID injection. When you're getting on national television, you piece of garbage, and you're telling these pregnant women, a lot of which are just naive and they don't know any better, to go get an experimental RNA injection. And they said in this article, they said, we draw attention to these errors and recalculate the risk of the outcomes based on the cohort that was exposed to the vaccine before 20 weeks gestation. Our reanalysis indicates a cumulative indication of spontaneous abortions 
seven to eight times higher than the original author's results. Seven to eight times higher? Are you kidding me right now? And this is supposed to be okay? This is just supposed to be something you're supposed to go along with? Say, oh, okay, I'm, 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 I just need to go get my shot. It's my protection. I know multiple women now who have basically been pregnant. No shots. Good, healthy women. Got COVID. Ran supplements like they should have. Kept their vitamin C levels, their vitamin D levels, their zinc levels high. Ended up giving birth to extremely healthy babies, and they're still extremely healthy. And now there's research coming out, as I've said in the past, and they're starting to see that it's possible that the baby may have antibodies to COVID, which would mean they could have lifelong immunity to COVID since the mom got COVID and recovered from it, and now the baby's got antibodies to it, which means the baby's even further protected with natural antibodies and natural immunity. Oh, we don't don't talk about that. We're not going to bring that up at all. We're, we're just going to ignore that. You, you need to go get a shot. Don't ask questions. Don't eat healthy. Just get a shot. The level of stupidity, ignorance, and propaganda that I have seen develop in the, this country now has been nothing short of embarrassing. And what I've pretty much found now, and I'm just, just for my personal research and viewing and seeing people, is that one thing that COVID has done now, and this is why it's been so effective. Is not only was it just a full-blown psyop with a virus and control and manipulation and getting more, you know, surveillance over people, but what they did with this was very, very brilliant from a psychological standpoint. Now, listen to me for a second. What they have done is they've taken a huge portion of the population that really had no meaningful existence. Majority of them weren't Christians. They had no peace. They had no relationship with Jesus. And they really had no meaning in their life. A lot of them just pretty much muddled through life. They didn't really have anything. They didn't really do anything. They were just kind of useless individuals. And I don't mean that arrogantly. I mean that seriously. What they've done now is they've given those people a sense of useless purpose. So now those people can go out And they can virtue signal on how good they are because they wear masks and how good they are to society because they've been injected with RNA gene therapy and how strong they are for standing up and telling everybody they need to go get experimental injection because it saves people. This is what they've done now. They've given people that had no purpose because they've had no relationship with Christ and they've had no goals and they've had no aspirations and they've now given them something they can stand firm and say, I've been injected with the vaccine. I'm a good person now. I did something for society. I did this. And you see now very clearly why so many people have clung onto the Covidian cult, and they are not going to let go. They're not ever going to let go. They have now developed this sense of cultish mentality where they have a purpose and they have an identity now with the COVID cult. That's why you still see people walking around outside with masks in their car by themselves. You still see them doing it. They're not ever going to take their mask off. I can tell you that right now. These people, you watch them in 2025, you watch them in 2030, they will be walking around with masks on right now. Bet money. They're going to be doing it because that is part of their cult that they identify with now because that is what the media has brainwashed them through, the propaganda and the rhetoric and develop this in their brain, as I talked in detail about, 
we, uh, a week and a half ago about the beginning phase of the radio and what it was to help control the minds and then how the television was built as a mind control technique and the frequency that it produces. That's why I've told numerous people, do not allow these sick, sadistic, satanic horror movies to be played inside your house. I have had multiple people I know that are pastors and multiple people that are in the Christian arena that have basically said that there's serious possession problems and serious demonic problems in these houses when you watch these films all the time. My father-in-law is, you know, basically a, he's a missionary to Ecuador. And I've heard numerous stories when they've had to come in and these kids are acting absolutely erratic, like acting like they're possessed, like, you know, Amityville Horror, all these weird films. And in almost every single case, when you see these incidents and when you hear about these incidents, almost every time if you start asking the parents, they say, oh, yeah, we, we love those movies. We watch horror movies all the time. We let our eight-year-olds, you know, watch movies like Scream, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and just six sadistic films. These films are designed to do one thing, and that's bring in demonic presence. That's why if you've noticed the horror films now, if you've ever seen commercials for them, they get more and more and more demonic. Gone are the days of the old, like, horror film, you know, like slasher film. Most of those don't even exist anymore. Almost everything's all about conjuring up spirits and conjuring up demons. That's why if I'm ever in the movies and dad's in the same thing. If I'm in the movies and they start playing commercials for some of those sadistic films, I won't even open my eyes, close my eyes. I won't watch it. People go, oh, Austin. I'm like, no, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to put those images and burn them into my skull. Because remember, they know a large percentage of the people aren't going to go see those films. They're not a huge genre that's, you know, block of blockbuster films. They know that they only have a two to three minute snippet during those movie commercials while you're in that movie theater to get the most sadistic, nastiest images they can in those commercials and get them burned into your brain as quickly as possible. Even if you never see the film, they're going to make sure they put those images in your brain to try to instill them into you. And it promotes fear, it promotes Satanism, and it promotes every sense of toxic element. That's why be very, very careful what you allow to be played on your television, in your house, and also, too, with music. Music's very, very important. Music's almost equally as important. But the, the TV is even worse because you have the, the, the video, the lyrics, the sound, and you have the visual images coming into your brain. Unbelievably important. I wanted to bring that up and make sure everybody knows. Also, too, another story, too. I saw this as we're starting to see this happen more and more. This is like the fourth time I've heard about this. Another incident on Daily Mail uh, UK came out yesterday. Fully vaccinated air passenger infected with COVID, allegedly infected with COVID, is found dead in his seat after landing at the German airport following a flight from Turkey. The air passenger was fully vaccinated and had COVID mid-flight. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. The 51-year-old was found dead by the Pegasus airline crew, interesting name. They noted he tested positive for COVID post-mortem. But they do not know if he had any symptoms, and it is not known if COVID was the cause of death. Well, I can tell you right now, almost 99% certainty, COVID didn't kill this guy. The injection killed this guy because they're saying that they don't know if he had any symptoms. He obviously didn't know if he had COVID or not, or he probably wouldn't have gotten on the plane. And quite frankly, they try to make you take COVID tests before you go on the plane now. My mother-in-law's flying back down to Ecuador this week, and she had to go get a COVID test to show she's negative before she boards the plane tomorrow. That's how bizarre this entire show has gotten, this theater clown show that we're in today in this world. 
This is where they're taking it. Good is bad, bad is good, up is down, and vice versa. And the more they can confuse the people, the more they can change the narrative and in their favor, the more they're going to do it as long as you allow them. That's why you've got to continue to get the truth out there. We're seeing now that almost everything we were told about the Kyle Rittenhouse incident and shooting was basically lied to about the public. There's now videos emerged, and this is so bizarre to me. There are aerial videos emerging of FLIR heat signature recordings. Now, they haven't disclosed whether or not this came from, but apparently the FBI has had these the entire time Rittenhouse has been basically in custody. FLIR, this is heat signature, this is thermal. You see it on some of basically the C-130s and basically the planes, you've watched videos of them online where they're running basically attacks, and you see with FLIR on drone videos. They had FLIR above the incident where Rittenhouse was at watching the whole incident unfold. And there's also video on the ground of basically photo cam footage on camera phone that they did not release showing that the one individual that he allegedly shot that was unarmed, so to speak, oh, he, he shot him in cold blood. That this guy was actually chasing Rittenhouse and fired at him multiple times with a nine millimeter handgun, and you can see the FLIR muzzle flash from the aerial shot, and then Kyle Rittenhouse returns fire and kills him. Then basically takes off and is trying to get to another group when he is hit in the back with a skateboard, and another individual comes over to him, kicks him, and pulls out a handgun, and then he basically shoots the guy in the arm and blows his arm off. This entire incident now, and the sad part about this is, and this is what I was thinking about today. The sad part about it is, is that they had to call on teenagers, and they did. They asked him to come out there. They, they specifically asked, this now in testimony, they asked him to come out there and help him protect a couple of the buildings, including the gas station that the BLM and Antifa rioters were trying to blow up, which makes a whole lot of sense. Let's blow up a gas station in your, your city. But you got to remember, a lot of these Antifa and BLM clowns were never from that city. A lot of them are caught. They were from out of state. They were paid antagonists. And so you're calling on teenagers to support the community that nobody else in the community, including the law enforcement, wanted to handle. And these kids were out there with weapons trying to do their best to support and provide medical attention and security for the local areas. How sad does it speak upon our society that these are the kids that came to call of arms? to support them. And they were standing there doing the best they could to stay peaceful and calm. As you see in almost all the videos, he's not out there agitating. He's not yelling and cussing. He's not muzzle sweeping. He's actually very, very tight with his weapon tray. And yet he defended himself in a giant mob of individuals. And I mean, some of the videos are just pretty spooky. Especially, I mean, he's taken off trying to get to his next group and he's got about 20 people chasing him down the street. And the one kid hits him in the back with a dog on skateboard. He falls on the ground and hits him again. I mean, this kid was in a doggone gunfight in the middle of the street with multiple rioters chasing him, trying to kill him. He's 17 years old, and now they're trying to charge him with murder, which I highly, highly doubt he's going to get charged. I have a feeling now with this clear heat signature videos coming releasing from the FBI, which I have no idea why this stuff never came out originally. I have a feeling they're going to drop the charges on it. But how sad is it that this is what we've become to in society now, where the teenagers are the last patriots to actually come forth and try to do something when the last bit of the community, including the law enforcement, refused to do anything about it in this area, Dad. What do you think? 
Well, I believe that we've raised a lot of good youth. I really do. I mean, I've, I've raised yeah. you. Yeah. I've raised Harrison. Harrison. I mean, I mean, you know, I've, I haven't been shy about any of this stuff. And I've apologized to all of my children, including Austin, that I haven't done more, though I've been doing stuff for 40 years. Because we have a group of children now, a group of young men that are real patriots. I mean, Austin's got a whole group of friends that are patriots. Because somebody's been telling them the truth somewhere because of the Internet. The new Gutenberg Press has gotten the information out there. And we're sick of being a bunch of peasants and being treated like a bunch of peasants and being treated like a bunch of slaves. We've had enough of it. All of us have. And so this is the problem they're going to run into. And this is called exculpatory evidence. I've, I've gone into detail again. It's called uh, exculpatory evidence. The FBI had the evidence on hand that could have freed him and not even had him charged, but yet they refused to release it. This reeks of what happened with Travon Martin and Zimmerman. When, when Travon Martin is on top of Zimmerman beating him, trying to kill him, busting his head on the concrete, and Zimmerman reaches in his pocket and pulls out a 9mm, shoots Travon Martin in the chest and kills him, a six foot one, six foot two martial arts trained expert, you know, in MMA fighting. This black kid wasn't the 12 year old, you know, Owen Mills picture they were showing everybody. I mean, he was a full blown hood, is what he was in that neighborhood to break into places, had the tools to break into houses with him. See, this is the truth that happens when it comes out. Sometimes it actually shows up. So apparently somebody else had some video that it could exonerate. Of course, this was the defense attorney, and now they're releasing it. And why the FBI didn't release it and why he was charged is, again, they wouldn't create race relations. Oh, this black-white militia kid, this, black, this white militia kid, 17 years old, neo-Nazi, neo-Nazi, Hitler youth, right? They didn't say that, but that's what they implied. Is trying to he's shooting unarmed civilians. No, he's not. He was shot at. He was beaten down with a skateboard, had a group of twenty people running after him, and he defended himself. They heaven forbid you defend yourself in the United States of America. If somebody jumps on you and starts beating on you, you're supposed to urinate on yourself or poop on yourself if you're being raped. So you can basically say, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't pull a gun on them. I pooped on myself and they still raped me. What? Yeah, that's what they tell you you're supposed to do. You can't shoot anybody even if they're doing you physical harm or raping you. I mean, what, where, where, what happened to the country? But the young people in this country are finally realizing that this is not okay, and they're standing against it. And by the way, I want to say something about Austin. What he said earlier, he said useless purpose for the masses who basically don't have Jesus Christ that are allowed to get the virtue signal of wearing masks. I'm going to say that again. They have, useful, they have useless purposes in life. They don't know who Jesus Christ is. They're going through their life like a mindless amoeba with nothing to do with their life. They don't know what they're even here for. They have no relationship with God Almighty. And they're both basically going from one drug thing to another drug thing or one degree to another degree. And they kind of wander with the, like a, like a meaningless generality. They have no purpose. And now they virtue signaling by wearing masks and saying, I have a purpose now. I'm important now. I wear a mask and I drive a Prius and, and I've, I've had all my vaccines. That's, that's right. Purpose now. I mean, that, that's sad, but that's a really good point. And then he said something else. He said that you've got to be careful what you watch and what you bring into your house because of possession. I had, I had this discussion with some friends the other day. You know, you've got to be really, really careful about bringing horror movies into your home. Uh, back in 1997, there was a movie out, and I am not recommending this movie. I'm going to say it again. It's called Event Horizon, and it basically a spaceship went through a wormhole, went through a basically an anomaly, and ended up in hell. I kid you not. And they have all these pictures flashing of what happened to them in hell, subliminally, so fast that your body can't, your mind can't see it on the screen, 
but subliminally, unconsciously, you pick up all that imagery. Remember, I've done entire shows talking to you about images and how they are lodged into the right brain and how your body never forgets the image. That's why they have all of these images for CBS, for NBC, ABC. They're called logos, and they burn these images, which carry a specific frequency or an energy field with them that go into your brain and embed themselves. That's why you don't forget pictures. You ever wondered, you know, you see a picture of something that you did when you were like five years old. You, oh, I remember that. Well, yes, yeah, a picture. You remember that. And that's what happens with the brain with images. It remembers everything. We did a whole show one time called that images control your thinking, that the images control the world. That's why they have all, again, these satanic logos with the 666s and the pyramids and all the other stuff all over them or the all-seeing eye for CBS. All of this stuff is done on purpose. I found out yesterday that one of the top researchers that we've all probably listened to in the past who's gone into detail on the meaning of words and meanings of phrases, this guy, if you know me personally, you can text me and I'll tell you who it is. He basically is a 33-degree mason. Now he's broke, but he's living you know, with some friends. He's been told – he was told by the highest levels of the Masonic Lodges to protect him and not let anything go wrong with him. This is, this is – it's, it's, it's systemic. The satanic groups in the Masonic Lodges and the Kabbalists run the planet, and a lot of it's through imagery. By the way, to change the subject, Dr. Pfizer – or I'm sorry, not Dr. Pfizer. <laughs> Dr. Fleming, he doesn't like Pfizer. Uh, he basically has done a bunch of research now. I like, I like Dr. Fleming. He has a Ph.D., he has an M.D., and he's got a J.D. So not only is he a researcher, he also treats patients with his M.D., does the research with a PhD, and he's a juris doctorate. He has an, he's an attorney. He's a lawyer. On top of everything else, three doctorates. And he did research on the Pfizer vaccine added to human blood. And he said that it stops the oxygenation of the blood, causing massive shortness of breath and the body's inability to basically carry the oxygen to the capillaries like it needs to. In addition to that, he has said what we inferred yesterday on the show that there are no living organisms in the vaccines. There are no hydras. There are no weird-looking things with tentacles that we talked about yesterday. And he's saying that the, that that's that research that was done cannot be duplicated. In other words, it was probably some type of contaminant on the slide, on the cover slide, or in a vial of vaccine that had already been used and somebody had injected something into it. So that's good news for us. Now, is there a possibility they could put something into it? Yes. Is there a possibility that later down the road they could do it? Yes. But as far as us saying that, it's simply something we can't really talk about anymore because according to Dr. Fleming, who analyzed a whole bunch of these fresh vials, there is nothing like that in these vaccines. So, again, we've talked about it in the past. I'm issuing a full retraction on that right now. As far as that being a possibility, at this point, as a scientist, I can no longer endorse that at all. So I, but I wanted to, so I posted this Dr. Fleming's video on the Health Masters website so you guys can see it. And I've spoken to other multiple doctors who are involved in this, and they feel the same thing, that that was some type of contaminant that had gotten into the sample that was being viewed under the microscopes in multiple countries. Because always remember, guys, there's certain specific things that have to be done with vaccines and with research and with microscopes and with proper methodology as scientific method. Make sure it's always followed. 
Oh, by the way, the U.S. Army surgeon now saying that she had to ground three out of three pilots one morning due to vaccine injuries. Wait a minute, what? Yeah, during a panel discussion hosted by the Republican Senator Ron Johnson, U.S. Army surgeon Teresa Long said she had to ground three pilots one morning due to vaccine injuries. She explained that after altering the vaccine injuries to her, that after alerting the vaccine injuries to her command, that she was told she would not be seeing acute patients anymore because <laughs> you can't tell them the truth, but only pilots there for their flight physical and no patients that were sick due to vaccine injuries. Active duty personnel have been mandated to receive one of the controversial kill shots or face an immediate end to their military career, which they are doing that, by the way. They are throwing them out of the military, and many of them are probably going to get dishonorable discharges for refusing to obey an order. And Ireland, by the way, Waterford, Ireland, has a 99.7% vax rate in adults. It has one of the highest COVID infection rates. Imagine that. Waterford Island, 99.7% of adults over 18 are fully vaccinated, but the city is now fighting with the highest COVID infection rates in their nation. This shows that the COVID vaccine taken by the community is a failure, along with the tests used to detect COVID, which are profoundly flawed. And I have reported on this many, many times as far as how these vaccines and these vaccine tests are absolutely a joke. There's a really interesting article, too. It says the mom's tweets show her change from pro-vax to pro-informed consent after a teen's son's vaccine injury. The mother who uses the name Emilio says that she has several science degrees and teaches science and posted public comments showing her transformation from pro-vax to pro-informed consent on Twitter, where she admitted she'd been criticized and blocked by pro-vaxxers. Her 14-year-old son developed myocarditis. I'm so sorry. My deepest condolences to you. After his second shot of the Pfizer in June, although her son was diagnosed with mild myocarditis, he spent four days in the hospital and will need endless cardiology visits, and she will be responsible for the bills. The mom's distressing story should serve as a cautionary tale to parents on the fence about injecting experimental kill shots of the youngsters as they become available to these five-year-olds in coming weeks. Now, guys, listen to me. That's a really sobering story. You need to pay attention to it. Now, I'm going to tell you something. When I was at Florida State, remember I took I spent 400 hours in the biochemical genetics lab in one class that we took that was called biochemical genetics that I took, and we were taught that vaccines were really good. You put a put the dead part of the virus into your body, your body produces antibodies against it. You get immunity against this thing if you get exposed to it. You already have antibodies against it, and it's supposed to be happy, happy, happy all the way around. It doesn't work that way in the real world. And I was told to support and to promote vaccines. But back in 76 under Jimmy Carter, we had the swine flu vaccine that came out. And even though all my research said that I was supposed to take this vaccine and all my classes said I should take this vaccine, I chose not to do it. And then we had all these people dying all over the country and being paralyzed from this vaccine. So I started thinking about the vaccines, like why are people doing this? And I got became very skeptical because I started asking the question, what else is in this vaccine besides the dead pathogen? What else are they putting in here? Well, then I started doing the research, and I found out they had aluminum in them. They had mercury in them back then. They had squalene in them, all kinds of other adjuvants that I started finding. And then finally, Austin was born back in 1988. And Sharon and I sat down, you know, while she was pregnant, and I said, you know, we got to talk about the vaccinations because doctor, the doctors we have are going to want to do a bunch of vaccines, and I don't really agree with them. And then I read the book by Dr. Mendelson called Confessions of a Medical Heretic, which I highly recommend. And then I read one of his other books because he was a pediatrician. And the book was entitled How to Have a Healthy Child in Spite of Your Pediatrician. He's a pediatrician, and he refused to vaccinate his children that were coming into his office. 
And he died suddenly in his early 60s, and though he was in incredibly good health. Imagine that. He was on all the talk show talk circuits. So then I started talking to other people that had children that had been damaged from vaccines, even back then. And I looked at Sharon, and I said, let's make a decision on this. And Sharon was very acute. She said, I don't want to vaccinate the baby. And I said, you know, I don't either. And I said, do you want to vaccinate with anything? She goes, nothing. She goes, do we can find out what's in these vaccines? Think about that for a second. Do your own research. I have my niece, Julie. She was going to vaccinate her kids. I told her what they did. I told her what the vaccines did. I sent her a bunch of links. She's pregnant. She said, I'm not vaccinating anybody after she got read the literature because the risks is too high. I had another lady. Her name is Laura. She thought she was a real nutrition person, and she was going to basically get her kids vaccinated. She ended up with four kids, and I told her, I said, don't do this. And I sent her all the links on it. She said, you're right. I'm not going to do this either. And then she has super brilliant, four brilliant, incredibly bright, incredibly way above everybody else, children, along with Julie. Guys, listen to me. I've got another lady. Her name's Mackenzie. She's had a little baby. She said, I'm not vaccinating anybody. After that, I've read the stuff on what the COVID vaccine is doing. I'm done. I'm not doing any vaccines. She said, I'm not allowing myself to go there again. I'm not going to do this. Think through what you're doing to your children. And I'm pushing this pretty hard right now because this thing's going to be heard all over the world, and you really need to inject a pregnant woman or a five-year-old child with a vaccine with only a couple of kids out of a million get a problem with COVID? Are you kidding me? They're more likely to die from drowning or being hit by lightning or being eaten by a shark or an alligator, which is all horrible as far as scenarios, but the COVID's not even that risky. Be really careful. By the way, I had the opportunity to pray for you guys today. You guys are absolutely amazing. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Also, I found out one other thing this morning. I've got a friend of mine whose son is in his 30s. He's been having a problem with high blood pressure, and he's been vaping nicotine, like three of those little cartridges every day. Blood pressure's through the roof. Be careful with those vapes, and don't vape nicotine. It causes vasoconstriction of the blood vessels that feed the arteries and the cells, the arterioles that feed the cells and the uh, capillaries, and when it does that, it elevates the blood pressure through the roof. Stay off of cigarettes, stay off of nicotine, and don't vape it. I love you guys. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. That's well said. And, you know, the, the baby cartridges, I've seen them personally here, you know, in Central Florida become incredibly popular. And they were brilliant with their marketing strategy. Which they really were because cigarettes have been kind of on the way out. And so they started rolling in these little fancy cartridges that have nicotine in them. And they have every flavor under the sun. Any gas station you go to now, you see the boxes and boxes of them, you know, purple cotton candy, bubble gum, cherry, you know, whatever. It is, it's, it's asinine. And the problem is that nobody is thinking about when you're looking at this stuff is people go, well, it's, it's healthier than smoking cigarettes. When you look at the ingredients, it's really not. The level of carcinogens and toxic flavors and artificial flavors and artificial, you know, enhancement that they're putting in these, it's really not at all. And there's huge amounts of nicotine that they do in this. And the problem is people are – they've already shown people are much more prone to use these vapes on a regular basis than they are than they would smoke, you know, two or three cigarettes a day because they're constantly able to hit this vape thing. If you notice, you've been around people. It's obnoxious. They get so used to it. You'll just be talking to them in a conversation. They're sitting over there just, boom, hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. And you'd be in a conversation for five minutes when they've hitting it 20 times. And you're like, golly, that's exactly right. Nicotine is a vasoconstrictant, a very aggressive one. That's why it gives you that buzz. You know, back when I was in college, I used smokeless tobacco. 
I did. I, I'm talking about that. I used to use dip. And it's unbelievably addictive. And I was able to quit doing it. And it wasn't easy. You know, I just had to do it cold turkey. And the thing about it was that I remember is that my respiratory system and my endurance, I remember when I stopped using it, got so much better just within a couple of weeks because I wasn't having that constriction on the blood vessels, which decreases oxygen. When you decrease oxygen, you decrease your VO2 max. When you decrease that, you don't have as much endurance. Whether it's in sports, whether you're in motorcycle riding, whether you're in racing, whatever it is, you don't have as much endurance. So it's very, very important. Do the best you can to stay healthy right now. I know a lot of people get addicted to it. It's rough. But, again, it's definitely not healthy for you at all. Thank you again for the continued support of Health Masters. Be sure to check out the product of the week, the – which one one over here? Excuse me, Cortisol Buster. I just pulled it up. I thought the cinnamon extract one, but it went back and forth. The Cortisol Buster one product of the week. We will have this updated here shortly today, so be sure to check it out. If you guys need anything, the HGH three-pack special is on sale right now for a very short period of time. We've had limited inventory on this product due to some of the raw ingredients. So it will be a short period if you can grab any. Other than that, if you need anything, give us a call, healthmasters.com. Thank you again for continued support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.